0: that way, yeah, it's, it's not particularly relevant, <laughs> like we, <laughs> look, we are literally a blip on the cosmic history of time, but as I was saying earlier, it gives me
1: inspiration. Welcome because- to Scientists Are People 2, the show where scientists share their stories. I'm your host, Zoe Ford, and this week I'll be chatting to Dr. Kimby Tran. Kimvee's research focuses on how galaxies form and evolve, as well as their properties
0: over cosmic time. Um, so my name is Kimby Tran. I usually go by V. I am currently on the faculty in the School of Physics at the University of New South Wales. You can probably tell from my accent that I'm American, um, but I do love Australia. And I uh, enjoy being here very, very much and meeting different people and uh, being at the school. And it's been, yeah, really a great opportunity to further my research program, which is focused on astrophysics. So I do observational extragalactic astrophysics. Essentially what I try to do is understand how galaxies like our own Milky Way form, and the way I do that is I look at galaxies that are very far away. So the advantage is that the farther away you look in space, uh, the farther back in time. So you have your own time machine. Uh, The thing is, of course, that the farther away things are, the harder they are to see because they get very faint as well. And so I need very powerful telescopes to take the observations that I use for my um, type of research. And so I use very powerful telescopes on the ground uh, that include, for example, the Keck telescopes in Hawaii and also the very large telescopes in Chile. Uh, And then also I use space telescopes like the Hubble Space Telescope and the Spitzer Space Telescope. And uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, a lot. Of, I think people sometimes get disappointed because when I say I study galaxies, they imagine those beautiful grand design spirals <laughs> that you see in the local universe. And then I show them these little tiny blobs of color <laughs> and they're like, that's a galaxy. And I said, yeah, but that's a baby galaxy. Those are the galaxies that eventually become the galaxies that we see nearby. And so it's um, a real challenge, but then also a real opportunity to really get some insight in terms of how um, galaxies form very early on.
1: Yeah, you were saying how like people see those little blobs oh. and they're like, how is that a galaxy? <laughs> I remember the first time I saw a picture from Hubble, like, I was mesmerized by that. I just stared at it for a solid like, you know, thirty seconds just taking it in. It's quite bizarre that something that small can be, you know, on a page is something. So much, so, so, so much
0: larger than our own um, solar system. Yes, and I and I hope people keep looking at images from Hubble and eventually images from Hubble's successor, which is the James Webb Space Telescope, and it's supposed to get launched in 2021, and it's going to give us an even uh, deeper, clearer picture of the distant universe than we've gotten before. Um, and the idea there is that not only do we have a, a larger telescope in the sense that it's a bigger collecting area, but the JW is actually sensitive at different wavelengths. So just like if you go to the doctor, you know, you use x-rays, or um, if you uh, want to try to find somebody in the dark, use infrared, we use different wavelengths to study objects. And the advantage of looking at these longer wavelengths is that we can look at galaxies that are even farther away. So that's why JW is going to be Uh, transformative. Um, And it couldn't have happened without Hubble because Hubble has given us this amazing perspective of galaxies in the local universe, nearby universe, as you say, those those beautiful images that people can just stare at forever. Mm. And um, yeah, it's really special. I mean, I feel extremely lucky to have the opportunity to use observations from such powerful facilities that really allow us to look at the universe in new and interesting ways.
1: So how did you first get curious about space? I mean, it's a pretty <laughs> – it's, it's so great in the fact that everyone kind of has access to it. You know, yeah. it's there in the sky. It's a great equalizer, the yeah. Mm.
0: Um, hmm. So I didn't know I necessarily wanted to study space um, when I went to university. I had a lot of different interests. I I really love the humanities and the arts as well as the sciences. And I actually came, went in kind of thinking I was going to focus on creative writing. <laughs> very strange, <laughs> I know. Uh, and now the irony being I, I write all the time. I write emails, I write documents, I write papers, I write proposals. Uh, so, so yes, I, I, I ended up apparently actually doing a lot of writing. Um, <laughs> creative in the sense that you do have to have a, a very clear voice and a descriptive voice, um, but obviously based in facts. Um, I took a class and I, I just thought it was really, really, um, fascinating and allowed me to think of problems that I thought were challenging, but also beautiful. And, um, that kind of, that's kind of where it all started. And I had the advantage that, um, I had a pretty strong maths background and science background, so I kind of had that um, foundation already, and so I just kind of took it from there. Studying, definitely a big part of it. I think, I think for me, one thing I really tried to, um, especially when I talk with students and younger students, and um, I tried to stress that it, it's never easy, especially if it's something that you really f- find challenging, then, then that's, don't 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 let that stop you because mm. by definition, if it was easy, it wouldn't be that interesting to do. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I had classes that were some of my uh, physics classes were really challenging, but in the end, it it taught me stuff and it gave me confidence to, that I understood the foundational knowledge, such that I could really tackle the hard problems that nobody had really looked at before. And so, one of the things is that especially when I, I see some students who maybe, you know, ha, were, are very, very smart and never had, you know, everything came really easily. Um, and I say, look, you know, you're gonna be challenged. That's, that's the whole point. So don't think that just because you don't get the first time or the second time or the third time, that, mm-hmm. that is not for you. It just means you just gotta keep trying and, um, and eventually you'll get there. However, I do think it's really important to have something outside of your main focus, just because you have to allow your brain to kind of rest and also absorb a lot of the information that you take in. So, for example, I really encourage people to have hobbies, spend time with their friends and their family, and to really recharge. And so, along those lines, I definitely think you have to have a personality. I think you have to have a narrative and a certain perspective, because the way you solve problems is, is to have people work together who have different perspectives and have different backgrounds. And if everybody h- comes from exactly the same background and exactly the same perspective, you're not going to be able to really bring to the table different ways of problem solving.
1: I assume you spend a lot of time looking at these distant galaxies and images like the ones from Hubble. And, Aside from their, you know, obvious scientific significance, they're really powerful images. Yes. Does the sense of wonder looking at these images ever go away? No. Or is it something that stays? Oh, no. It even gets better. <laughs>
0: because <laughs> because then you, you're like, because what happens is that you actually understand how difficult it is and, and, and you actually get a sense of the actual, it, it's just incredible, right? I think... I think, as with anything, you just you you learn more dimensions to the subject. You appreciate the difficulty of obtaining information, um, the teamwork that it requires to be able to have these types of observations. It's not just me and my team, but it's the people who built the telescopes, the people who take the um, you know take care of the instruments. So it just it really. No, it never gets old. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, and and as I said, I I feel very privileged because for me now, yes, I I get to do really fun and and exciting science, but I also get to share it with my team and my students and the people who work with me, and then hopefully get younger people like yourselves and the students I teach to, even if if they, not even if, that sounds like a terrible thing to say, but whatever it is that they choose to do, um, to still have that curiosity and that fascination um, because I think that's what drives innovation and it's important to just always be in the
1: learning mode. I assume the timescale you work in is more kind of billions of years as yes. opposed to like a historian on earth that works of thousands of years. Definitely. <laughs> yes. Does it like give you perspective? I,
0: Oh, yeah. It definitely gives of- you perspective. It, it gives you it gives you in both a positive and a negative way. Right. On on one hand, it makes you realize that you're in a much bigger place and that you can appreciate it. The fact that we are on this tiny little dot in the middle of the universe and we can understand so much about it. It's just inspiring. It's it's really incredible. Um, on the flip side, we have this amazing gift of of life and um, the opportunity to have beautiful mountains and oceans and nature and to have civilizations. Um, and so I think in general, trying to be better caretakers of this place because we haven't found any place like it in the rest of the universe. We've tried. I mean, we will continue to, to look for planets. I mean, Now we know thousands of planets in our own solar system. uh, Sorry, in our own galaxy. Our solar system being one of them. Yeah, our solar system (laughs) being one of those planetary systems. Um, So we know now that there are millions of planetary systems in our own galaxy, and we know that there are billions of galaxies. So there's lots of potential for life um, in other parts of the universe. Uh, But at least for now, this is the one we have. And so It really just makes you understand how precious it is and makes you want to get people, society, civilizations to take better care of this gift that we've been given. You can see 13 billion years into the past. It gives me inspiration because even though we've only existed at least in our current form of understanding and and sentience um, for such a small amount of time, we've already know a lot about our own universe and so we can understand and discover and if you kind of just now push that forward you know we're, we're going to just continue on that trend I, I can't see a space or a time when humans are not curious we just we're always going to try to understand the the world around us and when i say that it's not just in this room but then you know the, the observable mm. universe as well